Hello. Welcome to Giggles and Gratitude. I'm Dina. And I'm Tia. Hello, Miss Tia. Hi, little one. <laughs> What's up with you today? Oh, well, my husband had a procedure and it turned out very well. And I am elated. Yes. Totally elated. So, um, not gonna go into. I'm grateful all of for it, that. But ooh, no. so happy. Yeah. You realize how much we love little Greg when something happens to him. I know. <laughs> how much we need him around. He's kind of a doo doo head at sometimes, <laughs> but God love him. We love him. We do. Who would we pick on if Greg wasn't here? I know. Who would we? <laughs> how was your week? Other than that, my week's been hectic. Kinda, but I do have good things. I'm always lifted up by devotions or scriptures I read or yum funness. Because I was actually out shopping and I ran into a, a guy that I went to high school with. Oh, that's always fun. Oh. Um, and <laughs> How did you look? Goes, did you look good? No. <laughs> I look like this. You always look good. No, I've got red eyes, and I mean, no, I didn't. But um, such yummy thing because I was telling him about how stressed I was about a situation. Mm-hmm. He quoted literally the first chapter of John <laughs> in a book, and then he said he was looking for his wife. His wife then walked up. And, wow, stunningly beautiful. Oh, really? I was like, wow. (laughs) I knew him. I couldn't bring the name in my head because I was so tired. And he introduced me to Swap, and he goes, this is TF. And he goes, her maiden name was Phillips. And he said, I was Kenny Phillips. And Weren't you relieved he said that? He said his name for you? Is that what you mean? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, I knew, I mean, I know him. I know him like the... You had the same last name. My, yes. <laughs> and he said, remember when our, the row was called? And it was, it was like, you. he was right in front of me, Kenny right. and then Tia Phillips. And so it was just, I don't know. But he quoted that whole entire scripture and um, about... You know, don't be anxious for anything. And I was just like, wow. And I just, I wished I hadn't been as tired as I was. Because I would have just literally (laughs) hugged both of them. And I would have told his wife, you are stunningly beautiful. (laughs) I mean, she is. She's stunningly beautiful. Yeah, You did have a rough day, but that's, I mean... Like you said, that's another God incident that you mm-hmm. ran into him, and he was ready with that quote for you. To, Absolutely. I'm sure that helped you yes. a lot. Absolutely. Well, that's great. That's very cool. I know. And that happened today, so you probably didn't even plan to talk about that. No. You had to slip it in. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. I love that. I love that. I went to a play. My niece and nephew, my niece and her husband, who I call my nephew, are very into acting in the theater, and uh, my niece does like the stage management and she does more than that. I don't know the exact detail, but I'm going to call her stage manager. I think that's her title, but she just makes sure everything runs. She's in on the casting of plays and they have a little theater company 
and then my her their child London my little niece great niece she was in the play also and then her husband was in the play and it was Little Women I don't know if you read that book in school or saw the movie there's been several movies and one was Winona Ryder anyway first of all I uh, volunteered at church so I was usually dressed in a, my volunteer t-shirt and jeans but I thought I'll dress semi-nice because I gotta go to the play afterwards had on a white sweater had coffee. We have free coffee there at the oh, church. No. Oh, yeah. You knew exactly what was going to happen. Right when I was getting out of the car to go, I poured the coffee all over the front of my sweater. So I had to go home, change my no, top. You, no, you didn't. <laughs> well, of course I did. It's me, isn't it? No, no. <laughs> so I changed, and I and I got it all over my pants, too. But my pants were, like, patterned plaid. And I thought, well, you won't see the coffee. But I smelled like coffee, coffee? which I guess is a worse. Oh, that's a good smell. It is. That's what I no, smell. It's a great smell. I had a lot of like creamer in it, so it smelled vanilla y and hazelnutty. <laughs> you so. smelled better than what I even thought. Yeah, so it wasn't too bad. But anyway, it was like a, a theater. We were surrounding the stage and we sat in the front and it's very uh, stark. Like it's very quiet and there's not a lot of props and they do different scenes within the same. You have to suspend your imagination. And think, okay, well, now they're in New York. Okay, now they're here, even though it's the same set. Because they can't change all the set out. It's not that high of money-wise or space-wise to do that. So when you watch a play, you know, you're so used to watching movies and the special effects and CGI and all that. To actually just sit and watch people pretending, really pretending that they're somewhere else. Right. Is you really have, it takes a while for your brain to grasp it. Like, oh, we're out there somewhere else now, even though the furniture's the same. It was three hours long. Of course, that included intermission. But I was actually crying at the end because I don't want to spoil it. Spoiler alert for Little Women. <laughs> it's been around a while. But one of the daughter's sisters dies from scarlet fever. So I was actually tearing up and I just thought they did such a great job. But I did drop my phone and onto the bleacher that we were sitting on. It made a very loud noise, <laughs> which <laughs> made my sister start. First of all, my nephew who was sitting beside me, he no. is 14. He dropped his phone and it went bum, 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 bum. No. Now my sister sitting on the other side of me, she starts to giggle like silently, but her shoulders are shaking. So then I dropped my phone after he dropped his phone. Well, then she totally lost sense. <laughs> her shoulders are just... Oh, my word. And we're in the front row with the spotlight. You know, they're acting right like a few feet. I could touch them while they're acting and the spotlight's on us and my sister's got her head down. Convulsing all over, shaking and laughing, and I bet she and, was like, "Oh, really, <laughs> really?" She thought it was hilarious, but I just my really my story that was a giggle. But my story was just I was grateful to actually calm down on a Sunday after church, be entertained by my family who's very talented, and I could never do that. I could never get up, and you know I know we talk publicly, basically. But I could never get up and stare at people's faces staring at me and pretend to be somebody else on a stage. I don't know how all these people do what they do, but it was really enjoyable. And I'm glad that that's still around, you know, with all I of mean, it. I mean, it's a talent. Absolutely. That's a God-given talent. Yeah, it's a gift for sure. And I'm, I'm just glad it plays are still something that, you know, it's crowded. Draw crowds when there is such special effects, the superhero movies and all the AI even stuff that they use now is so realistic and over the top and loud in mm. your face and this was just quiet and nice and so I was grateful for that time to spend with my family and to see my talented family perform a play so that is my gratitude That's I'm not grateful that I dropped the phone but <laughs> or spilled the coffee and it doesn't matter yeah it just kind of goes along with it me. was all good it was in the end it was all good okay well 
may I share a devotion? Please. That I read this week because I just thought it was yumness. It's by Dr. Jeremiah. Okay. One of our favorites. <laughs> okay. And the it's, doctor is in. <laughs> yep. The doctor's in. And it's overcoming the world. Overcoming Ooh, the world. Let's do that. I want to hear this. How do we do that? But he who endures to the end shall be saved. That's Matthew twenty four thirteen. Whenever someone goes through a disabling physical incident, physical therapy is often required. A doctor or physical therapist might say, this event in your life is going to take two years to resolve. But at the end of the physical therapy, you will have a healthy and fruitful life. We can face changes in our life, even chaos. If we have the confidence and instructions on how to make it through. When Jesus prepared to leave the earth and return to the Father, he told his disciples, in the world, you will have tribulation. That sounds daunting and discouraging. How would they survive the future? But Jesus didn't end there. He also said, But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In other words, the future will be challenging, but I am telling you ahead of time so that you can persevere. We live in life-changing times which will likely become more challenging. Thank God today that Christ has overcome the world. Hmm. I Isn't like that, that pretty? It is. I think I like that's it. real pretty. Yeah. I think that's a constant struggle. Probably the utmost thing on my mind when it comes to my Christian life is overcoming the world. Because the world is in your face. All day right. long. <laughs> it is. Constant I mean, challenge. It's constant. Because of everything that is secular, mm -hmm. that we go through day in, day out, whether it's in TVs, whether it's in billboards or whatever, we always have to just go, okay, let me just reverse and go back to where I am, mm -hmm. where I'm embedded in, and which is God. Right. And then it, it, it makes it easier. Because sometimes lot of times <laughs> there are challenges that just send us into mm -hmm. yuck yep. and the best way that I get through it is I'll just listen to something uplifting on YouTube or I'll just listen to praise music mm. and I'll just and it's amazing how I can be in such a vomit place where I'm just like I'm mad at the world and listen to praise music and literally it almost seems it's not an instant but it seems like as if it is I'm in a completely different mood and it's just thought wow what joy I have now mm -hmm. well it's this good that so you remembered to, to do that I think I forget to do that if I feel I'm bombarded but just all things happening at once and I'm online and all the stuff is at me I forget to stop sometimes where you you're in the habit of doing that and going back to wait a minute God wait a minute you know I'm like the end of the day I think my gosh I went through this whole day you know I do devotions in the morning then the day hits me at the end of the day I think well I didn't stop and say God help me with this help me with my mind right now I have a tendency to that's a habit I need to get more into that you've practiced longer than 
I have. So I think flipping on that music in the car is a good idea. Yes, or listen it, listening to it on your phone or whatever. I just, yeah. I mean, you know I don't get on social media a lot. And yeah. so I think that is a big help. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, not that social media, they have a lot of good to offer. Mm-hmm. I just... We're there. There's just, yeah, we're there, and I think we're good, but there's just so much yuck yeah. out there, yeah. and so, all right, may I share one more? Yeah, I do want to say, because that kind of ties in, you know, here we go again, it ties in oh, wow. with what you just said, oh. uh, kind of, uh, as I was on Instagram doing stuff for our podcast, and I see the good, and I see the bad, and the good I saw, and I... The man's name, I didn't write it down, and I will include it in links, I promise. But he said, here's a prayer we have to stop praying. And it, it appealed to me because I do pray this prayer. Maybe not everyone does. But God, what is the your will for my life? And I'm always saying that, you know, mm. what should I do? What is your will in this situation? What is your will? What am I supposed to be doing? What is your will? And, and it's just his opinion, of course. He said, Thessalonians, this is God's will for your life. A friend told him to read this. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. He said, no, but that's not what I mean. I'm like, what should my occupation be? What should I do? be doing with my life? And they said, well, what you're asking for is a secret plan for your life. God's, God is not really, this is his opinion, God is not really concerned with what you do for a living if you do it with him in your heart, you know. Your job is not you. A lot of times it is. It's like you feel like it's a calling, and it's especially if it's in the ministry. But if you work, if you're the maitre d' of a restaurant, don't worry so much. Does God really want me to be a maitre d' of a restaurant? Go be the maitre d', but do it with God's will in your heart, and you're doing your life's plan. And that was me paraphrasing. I wanted to say he said he was asking for his secret plan for life, not God's will. God's will is not your occupation. His presence in whatever you do in your daily life during your occupation or activities with your family and friends is about having God in your heart while you do these things. In other words, it's not what you do that matters. It's the heart you do it with. It doesn't matter what you do. Just be a Christian while you do it. So that kind of tied back to what you were saying about you're in the world every day. But just if you've got God here, right here in your heart, mm-hmm. just do what you got, what you got to do, your daily chores you have to do, and it'll all fall into place if you're doing it with God in your heart, right? Okay. The point of it is, is like, you could be doing God's will in anything you do. I mean, if you're washing dishes for your family, and that's what God's called you to, then you're doing God's will. And you just said a verse I know by heart. Right. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks to God in all circumstances. Right. I mean... Literally, and that's hard sometimes to do, mm-hmm. because in all circumstances, really, you want me to be joyful? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, God always has a plan. So, yeah, you can be doing God's will in any and everything you do. I don't care if that's scrubbing toilets, whether it's, I mean, if you just put God in it, like, I put God in my housework. Like, I'm like, I'm going to clean this house for you. Huh. 
God. And so I'm going to make it the best I can possibly make it. That Please don't think that that's always the, what I do because I don't. I mean, I fall short every single day of my life. Mm-hmm. But I try to do everything as if I'm doing it for mm-hmm. God. Yeah, if you truly say, okay, God's in my heart while I go out to face this day, then you'll do the right thing. Right. You know, I mean, you're going to mess up sometimes, but it's a lot easier to, you don't have to stop and say, God, what's your will in this situation? If he's in your heart while you're out doing your chores or your errands or your work or something awful that's planned for that day that you have to get through. Right. But I just think that God's will is doing what you're gifted in. Okay. I see what you're saying. Period. Okay. Like, if it's hospitality, if it's artistry, if it's like being great with kids like mm-hmm. you are. Well, I'm not. <laughs> um, you are. That's 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 a gift. So you're doing God's will. Period. You don't have to ask him. He'll lead you exactly where you need to be. Right. Period. Okay. All right. Now you go ahead with what you were going to. Okay. Well, my other one was um, Jesus Calling, of course. Okay. Love that. And this is real short, but I love it. I love you for who you are, not for what you do. This is so weird. <laughs> Many voices vie for control of your mind, especially when you sit in silence. You must learn to discern what is my voice and what is not. Ask my spirit to give you discernment. Many of my children run around in circles trying to obey the various voices directing their lives. This results in fragmented, frustrating patterns of living. Do not fall into this trap. Walk closely with me each moment, listening for my directives and enjoying my companionship. Refuse to let other voices tie you up in knots. My sheep know my voice and follow me wherever I lead. So that Is that not so stinking weird? Okay, nobody nobody will ever believe this, but I promise, I promise with every fiber in my body, Dean and I never know what we're going to say. We never share with each other anything. And this that, that one right there, yeah. that one... A lot of them freaked me out, but that one freaked me out the most. Okay. I mean, that really, that was, whoa. I got chill bumps. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. It's all coming together, girl. It's all coming together. Wow. <laughs> well, when you said that, this is weird, I thought, what does she mean? And then when you started saying it, I thought, uh-uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why I couldn't look at you, because I'd be like, no, if I look at her, I'm going to just, ah. Yeah, it's hard not to jump in and say, that's exactly what I was going to talk about, that. Yeah, I love how this all comes together. Another thing that I saw, and this doesn't flow. I mean, it's all God stuff, so it's going to all fit together. But this is, are we called to invite, correct, or change? And this guy said, and again, it's the same guy. I've got to look up his name. He said, invite is your first step. Invite with love. In other words, you could literally invite somebody to church or to some service you're having or a group you're having. Don't worry about 
the thing that you see that you think is not godly or you, the problem you you predict that they have or see that they have that they need God, you just just invite them, you know, because if correction, if an opportunity comes up to correct somebody once they've shown up to where you've invited them, then you'll know it'll be obvious to you that you need to correct, but do it with gentleness and love and you're not going to change anyone. God is the only person that can change that person. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we have a tendency to, okay, that person, well, they're sinning in this situation and I could invite them to come with me to church or to this prayer meeting or even out to dinner, but they're going to have to fix this and this and that. Okay, but the thing <laughs> about that is that's when you become judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I think the only person that can, well, I know the only person that can judge is God, mm-hmm. period, the end. And I do think that we need to be open and with our hands and arms stretched out wide for whoever we run into and be kind and be like, we need to be a vessel. We need to be the disciples of God. And so we need to show through our actions, through our words, through our presentation in the in life, in anything we do, going through a drive through, checking out at a you know, grocery store or whatever, we need for people to see God through us. Right. Because that's how we are disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So always invite I think you have a tendency to if you let's say liter if you literally invited someone to church then they're kind of your, I guess, burden, quote, burden to to change, you know, to save. And, and it's not uh-huh. your job. It's not your job. So you may have a tendency to think, well, I can't invite them because, you know, they've done this and this. And, they, and not that you don't love them and want them there, but you think, I can't handle that burden. It's not up to you. Just invite. No, invite. invite. And then the thing of it is, is, I mean, once you invite, you've done what God wants you to do. The thing of it is, is the Holy Spirit will either get them or not. But it may take some time. But once they've heard, if you invite them to church, they heard the sermon, then God takes over. God's going to, like, allow the Holy Spirit to get in them and change them Mm -hmm. or... A lot of times, people need to want a change. Yeah. Because a lot of people, uh, you know, I don't want all that (laughs) crap. I don't want to do this and this and this. Because some people think that being a Christian, in quotation marks, is boring. And why would I ever want to do that? I can never have fun. Mm -hmm. No, you know something? It's the most stinking fun you could ever have. (laughs) Because... If you're living inside of God's will, it's nothing but fun. Right, right. He did, he's not like a big, we have like, fun in the sky, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're in trouble because you did that. That's not God. God loves us to be childlike, God loves us to be having fun because that's, He is love. He is our father. We are his children. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you and I, I think you were with me. We took a course in the summer 
I think that's where I heard this, where we are planters of seeds. We all, all aren't reapers of right. souls. So plant the seed by inviting and don't think, oh, I hope this catches. I hope this works because it's not up to you to determine that. So And invite them again. If they, if they leave out in a huff and they invite them again to come back. Always know that they're, make them know that they're welcome, whether it's church or your home or out to lunch with your friends or whatever. They're always invited in. Exactly, because, you know, there's a whole lot of people that plant seeds and they don't grow. But the point of it is you plant another one. Yeah. Plant another one. Plant another one. And the thing of it is, is it God will grow it. If we plant it, God will grow it. One way or the other... And it's not in our time. It's in his time. Right. That's my biggest. Because you're not patient. No. <laughs> I have zero. And I'm not going to pray for it. Because if you pray for patience, then. Oh, wow. make you wait even longer, right? <laughs> I just, I'm like, you know what? When it's your time, it's your time. And the point of it is, there are so many people that have prayed for somebody's salvation literally like all their life and then they accept cross and on their deathbed mm-hmm. and they're 85 105 mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter yeah all those seeds you planted could come back to their mind at that exactly time. all the words you've said to them throughout the life when you thought it was all failing it actually worked when it mattered and Right, or God can just let his Holy Spirit just take over them Mm -hmm. and just be like, what am I doing? Why am I doing? And then just say, I am so sorry, Father, for I know not what I've done. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Okay, anything else you got? Well, I don't know of anything right now. Okay. We've got to save time for Tia time, but I did have a giggle if you're through Ooh, over there. please. Okay. And this has nothing to do with God <laughs> or devotion. Well, yeah, it does. I mean, laughter does. Laughter does. Laughter has I hope a this whole makes you laugh lot like to do. Now, you know I have kind of a quirky sense of humor, so we'll see mm-hmm. how this goes. <laughs> Am I going to giggle or not? I don't know. Let's see. I'm scared. Okay. There's a company on Instagram called uh, Oat, O-A-T, and it's children clothing line, and it's called Oat because it's all like very natural and natural colors, beige and cream and natural fabrics and um, health, you know, you think of healthy oats, I guess that's where their name comes from. But anyway, it's at Oat underline children, but it's these two women, they're young women, and um, I'm really impressed with their company. I don't know how they've done what they've done. But in any case, they just showed up on my feed. And they had this little routine that they did that said, words that would be cute baby names if they didn't already mean something else. So I'm just going to throw you these names. Think of them as a baby name. Let's see what you think. <laughs> Are you ready? Asthma. Asthma. And I have found the embers of asthma, and I'm not making a lot of it, but that's a pretty word, asthma. Okay, I'm just going to keep going, okay? Mm. <laughs> Looking at the per- your, your look on your face. Mm. Sharpie. Sharpie. 
Mm-mm. Fryer. Poor little boy. Fryer. Blinker. Here, Blinker. Rosacea. Okay, are these dog names? <laughs> or... No, these are people names. Oh, baby wow. names. They're baby. It's a baby company. I'm heartful. Rosacea. That's a beautiful word. You could call her Rose. Now, this one. Keep an open mind. No. Think about it. They pretend like you don't know this word when I say it. Already. Calorie. What? Calorie. <sighs> my name is Calorie. You're pushing me to my limit right now. <laughs> Literally, you are. On every one of the ones aforementioned. And I know you probably got a list and I'm going to die even worse. Wow. Okay. Not rabies, but raby. My name's raby. You leave the S off. Feta. Feta. Cheese? Well, in this case, you don't know that word already as cheese. Who doesn't? Feta. <laughs> okay. Here's a good one. And again, keep an open mind. Don't think about what this means. Your mind is a blank. You promise? Your mind's blank. Felony. Felony. <laughs> Debris. <laughs> Debris. I can't. Oh, honestly, I can't. Debris. <laughs> no. It sounds French. No. Ribbon. My daughter, Ribbon. Leprosy. <laughs> no. And no. That's biblical. And leprosy. No. I, it's biblical because people <laughs> had it. You're not. They cl- weren't named it. You're not clear in your mind. You got to clear your mind. No, I'm. I'm way clear. <laughs> I can assure you. On now, that velvet. One. I think I knew a velvet once. That's a pretty name. Velvet. Brownie. Now that is a dog's name, but it okay, could be well, a human that was name. My dog's name. Brownie. Brownie. So you probably can't keep it open mind with that. Dyslexia. And you wow. Could, <laughs> you could call her Lexi. Lexi. Uh-uh. Dyslexia. Nope. It's a beautiful word. And I'm not making fun of people who, that's their name. I didn't come up with this list. The girls at Oat did. Yeah. Enema. Shut <laughs> up. And finally, you'll be so glad to know. Thank you for saying finally. <laughs> My favorite. Anesthesia. Anastasia, I'm See, it kind of sounds like... But not anesthesia. Anesthesia Connors. No. (laughs) All right, that's all I got. I'm getting mad. (laughs) That was... I think your mind's just too closed for this to work. No, no, because I guarantee you, if you do a poll on this, and everybody that heard that list, everybody's going to go... Uh, no, bad answer. Felony. Bad answer. Felony, get in here and eat dinner. No way I'm going to name my child or even think about naming my child that ever in my United States of America human life. Felony, or abroad. Felony, where is your sister debris? I don't know. She just was in a homicide. Really? All right, we got to go. And st- <laughs> Stay tuned. Don't leave just because of me. Stay tuned for tea time. <laughs> oh, we gotta go. Is that what you just said? We gotta go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't 
I gotta go. <laughs> okay, you're killing me right now. Okay. I'm dying. I got a laugh out of you. That's all. Fine. All right, I love you too. <laughs> I love you. And my belly's hurting right now. Wow. Up next to you, time. Oh, bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Debray, get in here. Okay, here I am again talking about Max Licato. This is quotes from his book, Fearless. Imagine your life without fear. Feed your fears and your faith will starve. Feed your faith and your fears will. Fear creates a form of spiritual amnesia. Fear corrodes our confidence in God's goodness. We begin to wonder if love lives in heaven, if God can sleep in our storms and his eyes stay shut when our eyes grow wide, if he permits storms after we got on his boat. Does he care? Fear unleashes a swarm of doubts, anger-stirring doubts. Fear at its center is perceived loss of control. Christ followers contract malaria, bury children, and battle addictions, and as a result face fears. It's not the absence of the storms that sets us apart. It's whom we discover in the storm, an iron stirred Christ. The parched soil of fear needs steady rain. Fear at its center is a perceived loss of control. When life spins widely, we grab for the component of life we can manage or dot. The tidiness of our house, the armrest of the plane, or in many cases, people. The most insecure we feel, the meaner we become. When safety becomes our God, we worship the risk-free life. Can the safety lover do anything great? Can we, the risk adverse, accomplish noble deeds for God, for others? No. The fear-filled life cannot love deeply, love risky. They cannot give to the poor. Benevolence has no guarantee of a return. The fear-filled life cannot dream wildly. What if their dreams sputter? and fall out of the sky. The worship of safety emasculates greatness. No wonder Jesus wages such a war against fear. Fear of the insignificance creates the result it dreads, arrives at the destination it tries to avoid, facilitates the scenario it disdains. Fear may fill the world, but it doesn't have to fill our hearts. Can you imagine a life with no fear? What if faith, not fear, was your default reaction to threats? Think about all these, because fear does destroy. Fear has kept me from many things in my life. And then once I've overcome the fear, I'm able to go on and think, what a ridiculous thing. I was doing 
to fear whatever my fear was. So everybody think about what fears you have and see if you can rise above them. Hope everybody has a blessed week.